0: Hello, hello, this is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. It's my first podcast about a game show and the first podcast that's an actual game show. Today, I am so excited to chat with American Ninja host Matt Eisenman and creator-producer Dave Knoll about the new really, really fun show, Factorius, that's now available anywhere you get podcasts. The show gives contestants the clues, the facts, and the first letter of the answer. All they have to do is figure it out. The guys talk about how the podcast came to be how Matt won the new Celebrity Apprentice and became buddies with Arnold. And then they put me in the hot seat for a very stressful bonus round of Factorious. Will I win or lose? It's a nail biter till the very end. So I am here Zooming with Matt Eisenman and Dave Knoll. Hey, guys. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So we're bi-coastal, right? Matt and I are in the West. And Dave, you're in New York or New Jersey? I-
1: Beautiful Maplewood, New Jersey, right now.
0: now. So how is it going? How's your quarantine going? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is great, you know. Matt, uh, how about you?
2: My, mine mine's good other than i I have water damage to my house. The walls are being torn down. I'm told there's mold and impending doom. but it's all good because I'm well, safe alive. at home for the most part, right? Now it could always be worse, and and I'm glad Dave is indoors and not on his beautiful porch on a rocking chair <laughs> sipping lemonade. His house looks like something from The Waltons or Little House on the Prairie. It's gorgeous. That's
1: true. It, that's it's very similar to Little House. On the
2: Prairie.
0: <laughs> but I feel like that's Dave's whole personality. Like he feels like he could be in Little House on
2: the Prairie. You, you nailed it. I, I he Dave Knoll and Cleve Keller are such an anomaly in this business where they are. They they are legendary. The, the amount of TV they've created. They're so respected in the business and you meet them and they are the most down to earth. They're like, can we get you a cup of coffee? I'm like, <laughs> you created this show. You should be sitting on a throne having people feed grapes to you. And, and they're in there and we got to do the show and I saw them. I've worked on like a couple of shows with them. They're always there and and they they pour their hearts and souls into it and when they when they when you work with them you feel like you become family with them so it's 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 better than you you could imagine working with these guys
0: Aww. and that
1: that's how we feel about Mr. Eisman as well the 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 number of talent we've worked with <laughs> who we didn't love is you know it's is fairly significant but uh, like no one is smarter than Matt Eisman and no you cannot be a nicer person
0: All right, Um, cut the love fest, guys. Let's get to it.
2: (laughs) Well, listen, we've only done one season, so that's why we like each other. Exactly. (laughs) Let's do another one. We'll do a follow-up and see how it goes.
1: Season three is like that guy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did say to you, Dave, that what you are, I still stand on record as saying that our podcast together is still one of my all-time faves. And I was just looking back as to when it was. If people want to listen and learn more about Dave's background, we talked on... In August, August 11th. And your story about the evolution and how Chopped came to be is still one of the best stories ever. So I (laughs) encourage everyone, if you haven't listened, to go back and listen. But we're here to talk about Factorious, which I'm super excited about. So first of all, Dave or Matt, set it up. Tell us what it is and what we need to know about it.
2: Well, what I love is it's it's a trivia show, pure and simple. And one of the great things is Cleve and Dave designed this to be a TV show like you'd see right before prime time. One of those shows that could really hold its own. And, and, and they knew the secret of it is keep it simple, make it fun. But what they realized is with, with a show like this, like when Jeopardy's on, you could be in the kitchen not watching. You re- rarely need a visual component. And they thought this is a perfect show to do as a podcast so the way it works is you get a clue we have three contestants come in i'll give them a clue that clue is the initial or initials of the answer and then i will start reading hints and the challenge the hints go from very obscure to a little more on the nose the challenge is you get one guess so you're competing against three other people to say do i have enough information to make this guess and if if i get it right i get the money if not i'm out and then the obvious clue comes next and you're kicking yourself so it's a fun game. It's it's strategy, and the other thing they did so well is so many of the clues a, a seven year old could get, or a seventy seven year old Nobel laureate would get. Where it, it's it's one of those things they came up with a game that everyone can play. It's not you know Jeopardy's fun, but sometimes you just feel like oh, I skipped history class <laughs> and literature. Was I ever in school? And ours, I think that's they a created great, a game that's fun.
1: That's a great Dave Nolan impression you just did. Thank you. <laughs> That's so me watching Jeopardy,
0: yeah. <laughs> so Dave, when you guys conceived of this, what made you pivot to the podcast idea? like what since was it originally a TV originally a TV show pitch?
1: yeah, it was a, it was an absolute TV show pitch, and Matt's completely right on. when you when you create syndicated game shows, especially, um what you hear from the buyers, from the station owners time and time and time again, is a great game show, is something where you can be doing something else. And then you look, like Family Feud is the one everyone talks about, or Jeopardy, or even Wheel of Fortune. You could be doing something else and then you glance over at the TV and you're like, oh, I know what it is. Or Family Feud, where you just have to listen and you can yell out answers from across the room or across the kitchen. You could be doing something else and still playing. And so Factorius was a, you know, we wanted it to be, a Jeopardy-style trivia game, but a Wheel of Fortune-style anybody can play, you know? Because, yeah, most of the time when I'm watching Jeopardy, that is exactly what's that. World (laughs) War II, yikes.
0: Okay, so Um, then you, what do you do next? You go to Endeavor. I know you partnered with them. Like, how did you then make it happen?
1: We got this great phone call from, uh, uh, from WME where they said, hey, Endeavor is looking to do different types of things on podcasts. And they, they basically said, is there any other weird things that have never been done in podcasts before? Um, that's what they're looking to do. And like at first we were like, gosh, I don't know. And then as soon as Cleve and I hung up the phone and, and started going through our shows and going through ideas um, and then really listening to a lot of podcasts, we realized there's really nothing out there That's kind of the wheel of fortune or jeopardy of podcasts. There's wait, wait, don't tell me, which is legendary and amazing. And it's a great show. Um, but that's really, you know, comedians, et cetera, playing. This is three contestants. They're all playing for on the TV version. They're playing for $10,000 on this on the podcast version. They're playing for a thousand dollars. And, uh, and it's, it's a straight game show with bells and whistles. And as I say, anyone can, anyone can play along my, 12-year-old is great at it. She is one of the best factorious players. And I'm embarrassed because I, I, you know, I wrote most of the questions or at least (laughs) co-wrote most of the questions and she's like, Dad, it's Will Smith. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I guess you're right.
0: (laughs) That was my next question, which is how the hell do you come up with the questions that you have to hire dorky geeky smart writers or are you <laughs> we that had dorky geeky smart or
1: writer? writers that we worked with who were not they're not dorky at all they're extremely uh, attractive
0: <laughs> <laughs> which is important for podcasts
1: so we would go back and forth and and it's you know making a list of all that because in this show the answer could be bubblegum it could be disney world it could be will smith it could be chair it could be pillow um you never know what the answer is going to be and that's one of the things we love about it and so you go back and forth. And usually what happens is the writers write a version and then Cleve and I rewrite it. We're, we're trying to make it as accessible and fun as possible. And we're really trying to, I have a 97-year-old grandmother. And then as I say, I have a 12-year-old daughter. And the goal is, can we write a question that both of them can play this game uh, as well as, you know, me. <laughs> and, that, and so they start hard and obscure, but by the end, everyone should know the answer.
2: And I will give them credit because I think, Eliza, you hit on something that that really is key uh, to any game show, and that is questions. And it's not even just you know what area it test; it's how it's asked. And I think they've done such a good job in these clues, with starting with 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 hints that that are are obscure, and yet still makes it make sense. It's rare to get the first one. But you usually, have like four or five clues midway. You start to think, okay, I have an idea. But it's been such an art to watch them craft these clues and the hints.
1: What we love, and this is, uh, Mr. I, Mr. Eisman has made this so much better. We always wanted this to be the first show. We, we can't find another show that's done it where the host's personality is actually in some of the questions. So as Matt's reading the clues, one of the clues might be, this was my, you know, the, uh, it's, you know, it's D.H., and he's like, This is my favorite movie ever since 1988 when it came out. I remember the premiere. I was there opening weekend. And all of a sudden, you're like, Oh, you're trying to think, you know, especially as, as you work with Matt, like his crazy brain. And you're like, Wait, what movie is it? <laughs> you big guy, was a. <laughs> Really fun sending him the clues. And a lot of, you know, a lot of hosts at that point wouldn't participate, right? They'd just be like, Thanks. But really, you know, again, uh, Matt, Eisman went to Princeton. He is literally an MD, uh, and he's a brilliant, brilliant person. So he would rewrite some of the clues and add his personality into them. It was amazing to get him back,
2: but you can hear his voice. It's that and that was a. Nice that's story. what makes this kind of a dream job as a host. Is so often, and American Ninja Warrior has been an incredible gift. But there's no doubt the show is the star. And when I'm when I'm talking, I am in service of the show. And so I don't always get to be, uh, you show I'm a comedian or, you know, there's very much, hey, we, we we're telling this story and and to have a game show where they said, it's not only okay to put your personality in it, we want it. And so what was so fun was as we were playing this, we were doing it in a sound studio in New York. And so it was really intimate. We, we had a crowd outside, so we'd, we'd have that, that effect, the, the energy. But when you're just in there playing, it was so much fun because I started to get a relationship with these people in just a matter of seconds. And and then to play the banter and, and to be able to use my skills, not just as a host, but as a comedian and get to improvise and have the latitude and have them going, yeah, yeah, do that. We want this to feel a little different than any game show and we want this to be fun. And so that was that's what makes this such a blast for me as as a, someone who loves doing comedy.
0: So following up on how you actually physically produced it. So you were in a sound booth and then the contestants are also in the sound booth with you. Like how did yeah. it physically work? So
2: it was a, it was a big sound booth, uh, atop a building in New York city, this penthouse. <laughs> and we were in there and it was big enough where I'd be in uh, with, with a podium. I'd have kind of a, you know, a music uh, holder where I would have, have the clues up there. We'd have an, an iPad to help with some of the technological stuff. And then they rigged up buzzers that would light up for the three contestants. And they were in there as well, might.
0: Outside. And
2: great. Oh yeah, it was such a good setup. It's and it was great. fun because there were the other contestants who were waiting to play or had just played. They became the audience outside. And we knew, we saw the, how the game was, but not just on how people played when they were doing it, but everyone outside was playing along, which we thought that's a great sign.
1: And we had all the be- literal bells and whistles and the music and everything. So you could see as soon as, Everyone was really, you know, excited. Obviously, to be there, but as soon as they got in the booth with Matt Eisman, who what? What are you like seven foot tall? He's
2: this, <laughs> like six four.
1: Yeah, sure. He's like six <laughs> ten. He's this giant, handsome man, and so immediately he walks into the booth. They're intimidated. Then you, then you, they see the buzzer and that they're actually it actually works. But then when you start playing the music, they they literally like it's hilarious to watch because these really smart, fun people. Just become, you know, they they clam up because they're they're in the presence of Matt Eisman, who they know from American Ninja Warrior. They've got the buzzer, the music's going. They only have thirty seconds to buzz in, um, and they're playing for real cash, you know. So it was it was a fun experience.
0: That's wild. And you guys did for the first season fifty episodes. How do you shoot that or how do you record that? Is it well, all within God, a week? We did it in
2: eight days. Two? Yeah. It was like it's eight like, day. You know, we were doing seven episodes a day. It's a lot, and and but no, but that was what was crazy is there was so <laughs> much energy when you were doing it. We're like, we could keep going. I mean, you guys want to keep going? <laughs> like, we got to write more questions. Uh, so it, it it was another thing I that that to me showed I I had so much fun that by the end you're like, hey, I I'm, I'm I still want to keep playing, and people wanted to keep playing, um, but you know because we didn't have any wardrobe changes, you know it was do an episode. Seven minutes later, the other people are in. You could start again. So, it was, you know, a podcast is certainly easier than a, even a, you know, if you want to do a, a lot of episodes uh, in a short amount of time, you can really start getting efficient.
0: Yeah. And Dave, as a producer who's been doing TV all your life, how weird or exciting or different was it for you to do to realize like, oh, I don't need to do a pickup of them walking into the room or, you know, the things that you're used to doing?
1: You're exactly right. It was completely crazy. Like you're in the middle of day one and you're like, you know, there's no, you don't have to look at the cameras. You're not watching the shots. You're not like staring and you almost at one point don't know what to do. Cause you usually you're staring intently at those different screens and going, okay, we need a better shot of contestant number two. And you're worried about all these elements, but on this show, you could really just worry about the game itself. Are the questions good? Um, and and the, the, one of the crazy things that happened at, after it was all done, and this shows you how funny Matt Eisman is on the show, much funnier than he's allowed to be on Ninja Warrior just because it's a different type of show. But um, Endeavor didn't know, like so on Apple Podcasts, where you can listen to Factorious now on Apple Podcasts, Boom. and Spotify or wherever you love your podcasts, um, there's no category that it fits in right? Because there's like lifestyle and true crime and comedy. And there's, there's no category that's game show. Cause there's only really one or two, two of them that exist. And, uh, and so they ended up putting it in comedy and they were, they're just like, he's so funny, so consistently in these episodes that we, you know, as a, as a group endeavor decided we're going to put it in the comedy bucket. And it is true. It's a funny, funny show. So it, don't, Don't be afraid. If you're a trivia lover, it's, it's definitely a show for you. But if you love comedy, Matt Eisman's a very funny guy.
2: Well, and that, that was one of the things that was great working with Cleve and Dave who know TV as well as anybody was (laughs) even just, they're like, when, when you start this game, you get to the game, like these simple rules of, you know, when you hear this podcast within probably under 90 seconds, we're into the game. I mean, it's, you know, a little theme song and get going. And they're like, you got to hook these people and they would just, they really had a sense of this is when you can lay, lay off the pedal and here's where you hammer it. And, you know, I've been hosting for 15 years and to have Dave and people don't know the way they sell shows, Dave Noel hosts them in the room. <laughs> he, he's, he's awesome. So he's done the show. He knows what he's doing. So it's helpful. It's like having a coach who's played where he knows the challenges you may be facing. So when he's, he can say something from a producer's point of view, but really make it a point where, you know he's like hey man build up the tension right here or here have fun right here slow down get it in get it out and it's like oh yeah nailed it that totally
1: makes it's sense. so funny because i did the pilot i was the voice of the pilot and we were in a booth and it was the whole thing And we had three contestants and uh one of the contestants won a thousand dollars at the end and everyone across the board was like oh you're dave you're really good at this mm-hmm. you're surprisingly good this pilot's amazing and then Eisman comes in, does the first episode. And to a person, everyone was like, yeah, Dave, you weren't that good. <laughs> I had a glorious like three weeks where I thought I was a genius. And then Eisman comes in and is like, Dave, you you weren't funny at all. I don't know. It
2: terrible. didn't stop Endeavor Wait, though. I, I, One time I was demanding an extra Mountain Dew and they go, you know, we got Dave Knowles <laughs> sitting right here. Warm right in here. your seat.
0: I love it. Well, Matt, you're you. we talked about um, your your history in comedy, I was fascinated by your background. So you're a really smart guy, went to Princeton, got a doctorate. I mean, you became a doctorate. Went to Columbia for med school. So I was doing
2: residency. So, uh, you know, Princeton and Columbia for uh, my education, then returned home to Colorado at the University of Colorado, which is where I grew up. And my dad's a doctor. He was a professor there. And so that's where I was doing training in internal medicine. And just it it really, uh, I... I just kind of hit this epiphany where I realized this, I, I don't know that my heart is totally in this. And I realized, and now more than ever, you can see why medicine, healthcare, it's not a job. It is a calling because you see it. It's, it's a sacred trust. People put their lives in your hand and and now they're being asked to risk their lives to care for them. And it's not something you do lightly. And I just, as much as I loved medical school and it was a good fit on paper, it just, it wasn't what made my heart sing. And I was lucky enough to be able to take a year to what I thought just kind of grow up. You know, I thought as, hey, I'm going to go surf or something and clear my mind. And, and I'm like, I decided, I, you know, I, I've never done anything creative. I've always been like sports and in school. So I thought I'll go out to L.A. and try stand up. And within like three weeks, I knew I was never going back. The joy I'm doing awful open mics. In LA, I, said, I don't know if you've ever been to open mics. It, you know, it's four other better comics, and, and and everyone's sad. But I was, I just felt light. I felt light as air, and I was so much fun. And I burst and that led to sketch comedy, and that got me my first gig hosting back in 2004. Uh, it was a game show on E that was a kind of a Fear Factor ripoff. It went one season, but it led to a home makeover show, which led to Sports Super Sports comedy show, which led to Ninja Warrior. So that first gig in 2004 got me the main job that I have today, which is, you know, another one of those lessons of, wow, you know, the gig you have now is not the gig you'll have forever, but it can lead to the next gig and so many more. So work hard, try to to be pleasant, try to be someone people want to work with.
0: And it led to the new Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, so I went yes. down a little rabbit hole this morning. <laughs> I watched like a 20 minute clip of uh, you on The Celebrity Apprentice he's with so good on
1: Watson. He's so good on that show.
2: Yeah. I think I, that's where Cleve and Dave first saw me it is. was on okay. Apprentice.
1: Cleve, Cleve was watching The Celebrity Apprentice. And by the, so the Schwarzenegger season of Celebrity Apprentice. And by episode four or so, um, Cleve. You know, I remember her coming in and going, you got to watch the show because Matt Eisman is so entertaining. And the interesting (laughs) thing is, I know a lot of TV people listen to your podcast. Um, The interesting thing is right around the same time, uh, we had a meeting with Paul Talegdi, who at that point, you know, was in charge of NBC Unscripted. And uh, he was talking about, um, you know, the level of talent that they had on the network in their Unscripted division. And at one point, we said to him, Who are the up and comers? Who are the people that you love personally that we should be thinking about working with in the future? And he meant, you know, he said, I really love, you know, Jimmy Fallon and, you know, these big giant names, Ellen and all these other things. And then he said, You know who I really love, who's really great on television, who's a great person and crazy smart, is Matt Eisman. And so we, I remember, you know, writing that down in my book. I was like, "Oh right, I've seen him on Ninja Warrior. Wow, it's so cool that Telegdi's saying that. Um, we should meet this guy." And then it was a, you know, a couple months later or whatever it was that Cleve was like, "He's really great on this show. It's, it's a <laughs> fun, fun season of television that you know people should go back and watch." I think but it's that-
0: impossible
2: to find. <laughs> NBC well, there, you can then. find
0: an 18 oh, minute clip <laughs> oh, you of can. all of your greatest hits.
2: You know, you know who put that up? This guy. <laughs> I thought, I thought
0: he definitely put this together because God knows the I'm network's like, not, not going to spend it their die. time. I love it. Well, first of all, that went went under my radar because that was like right as Trump was running and or became president. So that
2: you know, and it's such an, another interesting lesson about television because I get asked to be on this show. And I'd seen people from the previous shows. I mean, the winners were like Arsenio Hall and, <laughs> and Joan Rivers, no, but people who had who, who really had their careers resurrected. And yeah. a lot of people went on to talk shows and things because they were kind of reintroduced. And I thought, yeah. hey, this could be a chance just to, you know, let people know me outside of Ninja Warrior. And we shot the whole show, other than the finale other than the the reveal of who won. We shot the whole thing, and and I knew I was final, too. So I'm so excited to go, wow, I think this is going to be a great showcase. And then, obviously, things politically, it just became toxic to the point we were doing our announcement, our big press rollout on the day. Trump had already won, but he he announced he's keeping his name as an executive producer. And and NBC just, you know, at that point knew this is just going to be polarizing. And and so they burn the episodes off. And, and I was bummed until a, a something like this happens where people mm-hmm. do see it. But my, my buddy pointed out uh, growing up, I, I grew up with Arnold Schwarzenegger posters on my bedroom wall in college. I was surrounded with them. And my buddy goes, w- w- you, you won, you got the best possible outcome. Cause you're friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger now. And I, I went to Europe with him to do a benefit over there. I, I host the strong man forum. I go to his Christmas party. And I I have photos where I'm my arm around my idol. And I just thought if nothing else happens, if my career goes away to have to have to have gone from this kid in Colorado who didn't even think entertainment was was remotely possible to now meeting and becoming friends with my idol. I was like, this is the wildest career. And I'm so happy I got to like experiences like that are the things you just think, which makes even better how much fun we get to have, what, what, what fun we get to bring to people.
0: Yeah, not only that, you won, and you won yes. like half a million dollars for your charity. A million
2: dollars! Oh, it was a million. Really? 978000 dollars. We rounded up, but uh, <laughs> wow. a million dollars, Hell yes. yeah.
0: And that was something personal to you, right? So yeah. You want to talk so about it's the that?
2: Arthritis Foundation. I I have rheumatoid arthritis. I was diagnosed in two thousand two. Just yesterday, I was at Cedars getting my infusion, which was you know very interesting in in these times to be to go into a hospital, be getting. It's an immune suppressant. So everyone on this floor is getting it and you're just, you know, infection is a a big concern, but, but it's, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky because the medicine I'm on was like a silver bullet. It gave me my life back, but a lot of people aren't as lucky. And, and we see it right now where, man, you don't, you don't take your health for granted. So anytime you can give back um, and try to raise awareness for something that's personal to you, it's great to get to do that.
0: Yes. And on a lighter day, you were also able to do an amazing imitation of Arnold.
2: So I I I actually sent him a message going, Governor, how are you doing? Tell me now. What are you waiting for? Good night, Governor. Are you watching <laughs> his videos now? By oh the way, oh my god, they're amazing. So, the, the he so I'm buddies with his guys. Uh, Daniel Ketzel kind of helps him with some of this, and and uh, Noah Justin, and you know they're they're these young, really hip guys. But it, it Arnold transcends so much. At this guy, at 72, who is still this icon, and he's so funny. I I just I'm always laughing around him, but it's also because I'm a fanboy, so I'm a little it's a,
0: biased. <laughs> it, it's amazing. All right, quick game with you. I wanted you in one sentence to tell us something we don't know about some of your fellow contestants from the show.
2: Boys oh, from I- Apprentice, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Um, okay, so I, the the first thing that popped to mind was John Lovitz, who walked out on me when I was yes. project manager. Saw that clip he was the most neurotic. And it was, it was actually after that episode where I realized, you know, you remember John Lovitz? Like, I'm crazy, you're acting. And you're like, that's not an act. That's, that's John. And he was the sweetest guy. Like, we watched the premiere. We watched the premiere together at Arnold's house, name drop. And he's like, hey, uh, can I give you a ride home, Eisman? And so we're, I'm just talking to him like that. Lovitz, you were fantastic. No, you were. And he, is, he really is the sweetest guy who's just this super neurotic guy who's funny, but what you see on camera when he's funny, that's him 24 seven. That was a blast. I, I, I. Snooki? Any good
0: news on
2: Snooki? was the weird thing. I didn't get to know Snooki, because it was boys versus girls initially, and she was eliminated before we got combined. Um, Layla Ali was a peach, and she's so intimidating, but the same thing. She just sent me cooking spices. Layla <laughs> like, Ali the bruiser's like you know what i really like i like to cook a little yeah, she, a little cardamom she's an
0: amazing chef
2: she's an amazing cook in fact how many
0: times have you had her on chop dave
2: uh, uh, she's a she two time champion isn't yeah. she i think twice yeah she, i think she dropped that a lot and carney <laughs> wilson too was on there right, <laughs> right? carney and she was carney on. what is,
0: about uh, I need to know know about Kyle Richards, though, because I'm a huge Housewives fan. Okay,
2: so here's what's great. Again, she she was eliminated before we got paired. But when I was in the finale, she was on my team and we had to throw a party. We had to throw like a, a party for a cruise ship. And Kyle goes, I got this. And she she makes a call. And all of a sudden we have poker tables. We have baby koalas. We got like a, a toucan. And I'm like, how is this happening? She's like, don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, she, we know who she called housewives fans know the guy that oh, she
2: called. So it was, it was so amazing though, because I think in previous seasons the housewives were cast and, and kind of encouraged to be just backstabbing. And, and really, I, I think the year before it was Brandy Glanville and Kenya Moore who just did unthinkably unforgivable things to each other. But, but this season you saw Kyle and, um, and Portia were both super hardworking, sweet. And, and, and like, they were wonderful. They were wonderful, which may not have made for the most compelling TV. Cause you want to see the backstabbing, but for me being in it, it was so nice to get to work with them and be, and to leave feeling like, Hey, if, if they ever called, I'd, I'd show up for them. Cause they're awesome. I love
0: that. All right, last but not least, I don't know if we're still going to do this, but Dave, you and I talked about trying to to do a little victorious on me and, and probably embarrass myself miserably.
1: We absolutely would love to play factorious with you. So we're going to go to the bonus round. So let's pretend you played with two other players and now you're going to the bonus round for a chance at $1,000. We're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. And uh, Mr. Eisman, would would you like to take over, please?
2: Welcome back to Factorious. Eliza, (laughs) you've made it to the bonus round. This is how we're going to play it. Eliza, you're going to have 60 seconds to answer three questions correctly. I'll give you the first letter or letters of the answer. Then I'll read you the clues. The clock keeps rolling until you get the correct answer. So keep guessing. Wrong guesses don't hurt you. But also, I, I do need to hear you. So Eliza, you going to belt out your answers? I'm going to belt them out. There we go. <laughs> you sound like Celine Dion there. All right. You get three correct answers in 60 seconds, and you will be factorious. Nice. You ready to play?
0: No, I'm so nervous.
2: Too bad. 60 seconds on the clock. Your clue is F. So the answer will start with F. Here we go. In 2018, a woman in Denver claimed she lost $35,000 in cash, her entire life savings, after she left the money in an F that she exchanged for a new one. The money was never recovered. Candles and eyeliner pencils are two things some say will improve if you keep them in an F. Remember, you can guess at any time. Without the F, we wouldn't have a place to keep kids dead hamsters. I'm just kidding about that. But we <laughs> couldn't enjoy ice cream and popsicles without keeping Freezer. them- in. There it is! <laughs> freezer and it seemed like you might have frozen on those first clues but i like it you was didn't waste just answers just you gave kidding. one answer and it was the correct one what do we have dave how much time she has 30 seconds left for these 30 next seconds two, but now she now. knows how
1: to play and these are a little bit easier I okay think. Uh,
2: dave knoll life coach giving you the pep talk you need eliza <laughs> two more correct answers in 30 seconds and you win if not you will go to bed tonight knowing you missed out
0: <laughs>
2: Here we go. With 30 seconds left, your next clue is A P. A P. Got it. The letter P. Yeah. No. A P. So it'll be. It'll two start. Words. There are two letters. Oh. It's a, a person's name. I'll. I'll give you that hint. Oh, the The first
0: two letters are A P.
2: Well, the He's I would say actor. probably the. First letter of his name starts with A, and the first letter of his last name starts with P. So I'm giving you the initials. Okay, Okay, here we go. Okay. You should get this, (laughs) but if you don't, it will haunt you. With 30 seconds on the clock, here we go. Supposedly, AP worked briefly as a stand up comedian early in his career. In a Playboy magazine interview, AP claimed that he was fired from his job as a movie theater rusher for admiring himself too much in The Mirrored Wall. Huh, guilty as charged here. AP was rejected repeatedly by studio heads while auditioning for the role of Michael Corleone in The Godfather. But Francis Ford Coppola fought for him. Al yes! Pacino! Woo! Once again, only one guess, and it's correct. Dave, it's the way I play, it's the way I roll. How much time remains? We have fourteen seconds left. 14 so you did well there. Fourteen seconds left, Eliza. Okay,
0: all right. I could do this. And one more question.
2: Yeah. One more question.
1: Thousand okay. dollars.
0: You see, it takes me a little. Like I, I got to process.
2: Here's what's great, though. You're learning the game. I am. Just like the Terminator, you get more intelligent, more efficient. You need to answer this in under fourteen seconds, and you win. If not, Eliza, we're gonna have to change your bio and take that factorious title out of it. 14 seconds on the clock Your final clue Is G The answer will start with the letter G Here we go G's were the sex symbols of their time In fact entrepreneurs would bottle their sweat And sell it in tiny bottles Marketing it as a powerful aphrodisiac Won't do it with mine The first G's performed their art at funerals Where bloodshed was considered a good omen Hundreds of G's performed in honor of Julius Caesar's deceased father and daughter. That's when Greeks? G's got really popular. Oh, time is out. Greeks, so close. Let me see if I give you another clue. A 2,000 hit movie about a former Roman general that becomes a G starring Gladiator. Russell Crowe. Gladiator.
0: Mother. Gladiator. Damn
2: it. Well, Eliza, now you will know the feeling of regret that comes when you <laughs> don't win. Factorious. Yeah, that's embarrassing. We gave you some tough ones. Dave Dave. Dave really told me, those are- some challenging ones. Are those hard? <laughs> I, f- I should have
0: gotten Gladiator. That Here's- was lame. We'll Damn be it. the
2: first to say this. People at home are going to go like, that's so easy, until you're the one in the hot yeah. seat.
0: I mean, my heart is beating. 100%. 100%. <laughs> And you it know, always seems
1: so much easier when you're watching all the contestants that you know, as, as Matt said, they would sit outside and watch and they're all like, This is so easy. And then you get <laughs> on the hot seat. Uh, it was it was really fun though when people won the money because they went crazy. Can and it I was back also up so- on
0: a clue though, the Al Pacino. Yeah. Did you say that he was a model at the beginning of his career? That's insane.
2: Uh, I never heard are You that. calling him? You know what? He may not uh, be traditionally handsome. No, no, <laughs> he was I a stand-up. Back... No, he was oh, a stand-up up. comedian.
0: Yes, that was the. I'm Al Pacino. Thrilling.
2: Try the <laughs> Branzino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not great at impressions, but it doesn't stop me.
0: It's good. Yeah, that's an easy one, though. Um, wow. Okay. But well,
2: here's what's interesting that I found <sighs> so that they're annoyed. so good at is very often they will start you down a direction. And the hardest thing then is to shift away from the wrong direction because right. you'll be like, it's, uh, it's, uh, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's a, sailing vessel. And you're like, uh, no, it's, it's a car, right? I, you, you just, it's very easy to get misdirected. And that's where I, that's why I struggle. I'm a one track mind kind of guy. Yeah.
0: Right. Because the clue, like the first clue with freezer went all over the place yeah. and then it seems like it's the third, for me, it's the third one where I start to land.
2: It's on it. it's so surprising how sometimes, <laughs> Uh, We had a clue that was uh, uh, about uh, a car and it was, this was, you know, formerly one of the tall buildings in New York. They're like Chrysler. And and you just, some people just click on things and other people, it could be their mother's name. And they're like, I don't, I don't have an idea. I don't know (laughs) your mom's name. So I I don't, I'm drawing a blank here.
0: Right. Well, I think this is going to be so fun to play at home, too. So I just like Jeopardy or just like anything else. But I agree that for me, obviously, I have a podcast, but I'm also a huge consumer of podcasts. So the best part is you can take it anywhere. And now that we're all I don't know if you guys are like me, but you're going from room to room, you're doing laundry, you're cleaning. You're just all over the place. You're going for walks for some sanity. This is the perfect way to take the game with you. And yeah, it's, really it's a lot fun. easier than
2: than bringing Tiger King while you're doing laundry.
0: <laughs> Much so easier. just go
2: to Factorious.
0: So, how many episodes will you guys drop every week? So, two for the first week
1: and then uh, uh, just one every week after.
0: Okay, perfect. So, you and can listen 50 to Factorious. Total. Um, it just dropped a few days ago, April 14th. So anywhere that you get your podcasts, you can yep. listen to Factorious. Yeah. And do we know, when will we know about a second season?
1: It's such a weird time that who knows, but it I is. will say this. We, right as soon as we sold the, the the podcast version, just a couple weeks later, we sold the TV version. So not only might you see... whoa second season of the podcast you know it, it's it's always tough uh but it was really nice to be able to go into a room and say we've got this great show we can play it with you we've got 50 episodes of a podcast that are going to premiere in the next couple of months and by the way we've got superstar super handsome super tall host matt eisman and it was a it it was we only pitched it two places because the second place said yeah we're going to
0: buy that you mean at nbc i cannot say where <laughs> I I cannot say. That sure
2: would be convenient. Right?
0: (laughs) Just keep you under the umbrella.
2: Well, let me tell you,
1: it's my favorite network in the world right now. I
0: bet
1: it is.
2: Always has been.
0: Always has
2: been. Me too. Dave,
0: you and Cleve just continue to be amazing innovators. I'm so impressed with everything that you've done. Matt, you're clearly a genius. You put me in the hot seat. I'm still sweating. Uh-oh. You're a great host. You're super thank funny, you. super talented. You guys are a dynamic duo. I'm very excited for Vactorious, the podcast, the eventual show. And stay safe. Stay sane. Thank you so much. And thank much. you for doing this as well. We super- love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. was a much.
2: blast.